It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The fan. <laughs> Back to the show. I always. You I stand in I always. You me. I always love that one. You Hey, Lavelle, what's going on, buddy? Good. Um, I, I created um, a, a handicapping slash sports analyzing term earlier, and and oh, yeah, it's oh it's boy. it's not one. It's not Harry the Hitman ask Linball hungry or whatever. That that's eggs. It's just I tell tell me what you think of this theory. Like like in and and it involves the Pirates, their focus yesterday, and other L related teams around MLB and getaway day. A month and a half from the end of the season. You with me? Okay. Okay. So like Go in, ahead. like in horse racing, when it, when a horse comes in from another track, goes on a big class drop, and, and for whatever the reason, it's like we want you to buy bad goods or we're there to steal your money. Um, it, we call it ship and dip. They ship in, then they dip in class. You with me? Ship and dip. Ship and dip. Okay. On the other side of it, what I saw in the Pirates yesterday, and this is with all due respect to Dallas Keuchel. Who knew? Dallas Keuchel. And that's terrific. Um, I've seen it with the Pirates, and I've seen it with other teams around Major League Baseball. The final games of series for these non-playoff teams who now can sniff the offseason in a month and a half, they dip, then they ship. I mean, like the lack of focus on these getaway games <laughs> sometimes it's unbelievable. I'm not saying they're fixing well, games. I'm not saying they're completely mailing it in. But I'm saying there was some, we're going to dip before we ship to the Pirates yesterday. You with me? Uh, to a little bit of an extent. I think it's a, more broader than that. Yeah. Um, usually September is when you see teams nosedive that okay. are out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you got some more rookies up. The thing about the Pirates mm-hmm. is that... Um, they actually have one of the better farm systems in baseball, and some of that talent starting to come to the majors. So it, it's an inexperienced bit. Um, they got young cats. Uh, it wasn't Sunday. So getaway day, day game after night game. Uh, the plan probably was to play some of the bench players on a Sunday. Uh, so the regulars probably, you know, went to the loon or got their groove on somewhere at Kieran's or went and hung out and kicked it a little bit. Uh, you know, came in nice and tingly after a night out in the town. And, uh, you know, it was easy pickings for, for Keiko. Um, that stuff happens. I mean, I watched, you know, I watched Eric Milton throw no hitter, uh, against a, a lineup of B and C players that mm. the, uh, that the Angels threw out there, you know? So, um, the youth bit, I think, really comes into play here because, uh, they're a youngest team. They're going to keep getting younger. 
they got some quality guys coming up through the system. But, but you know, bouncing back, day games after night games, handling travel, you know, that, that can come into play late in the season. Right. Uh, well, the uh, the fan has learned uh, with uh, Lavelle E. Neal third. He's a columnist for the Star Tribune. And, uh, yes, indeed, he is ballyhooed. Oh, by the way, you weren't uh, – uh, at Lavelle Neal via Twitter, and please follow him as 9 to Noon does. Uh, I saw Rachel Blunt. I saw a bunch of staffers. I saw Ben Gessling and his family yesterday at the racetrack. It was Star mm-hmm. Tribune Sports Day at the racetrack, and you didn't go. Well, I was at the Twins game. You know, I'm working on some projects here, and I got some other stuff going on. And oh. it just wasn't a good time for me to uh, to make an appearance. It would have been great because there's some people I haven't seen in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I wish uh, I could have been there. But, you know, yeah. it's more of a priority bit with me at this point. Like main man Howard Sinker. Don't leave home without Howard Sinker. Yeah. Wobble, wobble. Did, uh, did you speak to the group? Uh, well, I went down. Yeah, I mean, I introduced them in the winner's circle. I made a couple of Ben Gessling jokes. And uh, then I called the last race from the winner's circle, the seventh, and I brought Ben and his family into the circle to be next to the race call. So, of course, I did. Okay, great. Now, I, what, what was the other side of the equation? That I didn't acknowledge they were there because I liked the athletics so much? What, what, what? No, what, I knew. What no, were you going no, no the big was I, I knew someone from Canterbury was supposed to, like, at least speak or acknowledge that the... Star Tribune group was there. I didn't know who was doing it. I don't know if it was going to be you or Renee or whoever. Yeah. So that's why I was curious. Uh, we, have a, uh, we have a major development within the American oh, League involving the Minnesota Twins. The new third wildcard team, your Seattle Mariners. Oh, oh, my gosh. They passed Vlad Guerrero, Bichette, and uh, the VGO kid. And they now are the third wildcard team with um, 69 victories and uh, 55 losses. Uh, they've won six in a row, which means they just went in and swept the Astros. Julio Rodriguez is on fire. They got these, mm-hmm. these players named Caballero and Ty France and Cal Raleigh, uh, Suarez. I mean, they're, the, the Mariners are on fire right now. What do you think? Yeah, they're playing well. Um, you know, the Major League Baseball, you know, they're patting themselves on the back. They've added layer after layer to the postseason now. Wild card this and mm-hmm. playing that and someone getting the buy here. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Because of that, more teams are going to be involved in potential playoff positioning. So this is going to fluctuate throughout the month of September. Uh, it should be a decent procession for the Twins uh, to walk away with the division, although this is a huge stretch right now. Uh, they're playing two games against the division-leading Brewers. They got four games against the division-leading Rangers. They got the hated Guardians, and then they repeat Rangers-Guardians. So these next two and a half weeks, they're kind of spicy. Uh, for the squad, but uh, for some other bits here, the Toronto bits, the Seattle bits, the other teams that are f- fighting or hoping for a wild card, um, it's going to be a lot of fluctuation going in. Trust me, the, the wild card won't be settled to the last week of the season. Yep. So uh, if you're getting fired up now, wait till you uh, wait till you see three or four weeks from now. Um, the 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 New York Yankees have lost eight consecutive games. They just got swept at home by their rival, the Boston Red Sox. I mean, it's just, I've just never seen, nobody's ever seen anything like this with the New York Yankees, man. I mean, they're just, if somebody said they're just not trying, uh, I ain't going to argue with them, you know? I have a big opinion on Aaron Boone. I think he's a quality human being. I think he's a quality baseball guy. But I am surprised there hasn't been any talk about him getting fired or or actually Cashman. But Cashman's been there, been there forever. Yeah. Um, it's been a few years now since they've uh, been in the World Series. 
I'm sure Yankee fans are getting restless here. You know, they, they broke the bank to keep Aaron Judge. They got Garrett Cole, but they keep breaking down and having injuries. And they're just not playing as a cohesive unit right now. It's a mess. Um, I actually texted thinking a gal last night and asked her if, uh, if she thought Boom was going to get fired. And I don't think I heard her got a response from her. So she's despondent right now. You know, she, she's be just speechless over the demise of the Yankees. It's a mess over there. I'm surprised Boone has not been fired. I am, based I, uh, on history with the Yankees and all that bit. Uh, now, your second preseason game with, with Peterman and Burns and uh, uh, Roshan <laughs> Johnson, and I think there was an Isaiah Ford cat or whatever. All right, I, I get it. I understand. We talked about the Vikings' approach to the preseason for 90 minutes on this show. Um, but I've been thinking a little bit about your team this weekend, and do you think it's fair to say, I mean, I believe in that offense with DJ Moore and I like, and I like Cole Komet and I think Darnell Mooney is going to be open a lot more than he's ever been open with that team. And I think Justin will take a step with this swivel and he might run for a thousand. Okay. So we got that now on the other side of it. Is it still an incredible work in progress with the bears defense? I mean, might it be one of the worst defenses in the NFL this year? Well, if you're only going to sack the quarterback 20 times, that's going to be a lot of pressure on your secondary. I actually like where the secondary is headed. Um, this kid, Tyreek Stevenson, that they drafted out of Miami, can play. He's going to start opposite Jalen Johnson. Kyler Gordon's going to get kicked to the slot corner. Um, the, two, the dual safeties, Eddie Jackson and, and Brisker, I love. I love where you got the veteran in, in Jackson who can play, yep. and Brisker is a playmaker. Um, there's some there's some nice pieces back there. We got Edwards and Edmonds, um, the law firm of Edwards and Edmonds in the in the linebacking core here, and it's a matter of getting to the quarterback. If we can get pressure on the quarterback, I think everything's going to fall in place nicely nicely for that defense. Yeah, um, but I don't know if we have. Well, you got, well, you got your boy Nagakwe. It can, if Nagakwe, Vikings reject, you know, can, um, come up with another eight to 10 sack season, it'll make a huge difference, man. But, um, I expect improvement on both sides of the ball. I'm just not sure how much offensively really looks sexy. Uh, PJ Walker was horrible though on Saturday. I actually like the Tyson Badgett kid from some college called Shepherd University who's got an arm. I think he may be the Bears version of McLeod Bethel Thompson, uh, <laughs> right now. He's got some wheels though. He can run a little bit Rob, as well. You left he out. Throws, throws a beautiful ball. You left out the Baltazar part. Remember, there was, oh, there, there was a Baltazar in his name too. McLeod, yeah. Bethel Baltazar, or Baltazar Bethel Thompson. But man, did he have a hose! All right, uh, love you very much. Have a beautiful day, and uh, look forward to seeing you at the State Fair next week for the great NFC North debate. All right. Well, the negotiations are still ongoing for that because I was under the pretense that I was banned. From this year, because the Bears finished in last the previous season. Now we changed the and rules. That, you know, Dan Cole, the common man, should be teed up for that bit. Now but we, uh, we, you we, let me know. Now we changed the rules, and the rule change is predicated on recognizing <laughs> there's no way Dan Cole, the common man, will come out to the State Fair at 10 a.m. for a noon show. So we, well, if, you, if you did that at 1130 and, have it, and then sit in with him for the first half an hour of his show, it would be a great trade-off. Uh, well, the, the negotiations between Nordo, I, I don't get into that mix. Because Nordo puts in so much time organizing state fair lineups that I'm not one to come over the top and be like, do this, it has to be done. So if that's the time, then Commons out and you're in. Okay, well, 
I understand, but I, I do think during that bid, if, I, if I'm there, we have to mention the Detroit Lions somehow. We need a Detroit Lions representative to at least stand up for his or her squad. Yeah, we can figure that out. All right, God bless. See you, buddy. Peace. Uh, the, uh, the analyst, Pete Bursage. Uh, the end, the fan. And Malik Willis has a tightly packed eye behind him. And he goes to Spears, who has room and leaps over a Viking. That was pretty. 15-10-5, touchdown, Tennessee. 33-yard touchdown by Tajay Spears. And he went hurdling everything purple and gold to get there. Now Lewis Seen coming in late as a safety. It's going to be a four or five-yard gain. If you, that's the difference between you know, linebacker and safety. Linebacker, if you miss a tackle, it might be a first down. But as a safety, you miss a tackle, it's going to be this. It's going to be six points on the board. So, you know, not, uh, not the best example of tackling by Lewis Singh. you got to keep that head up. Elite analysis, as usual, by uh, Pete Bursich, the 17-year analyst uh, in the booth for the Minnesota Vikings Radio Network. It's 11:25. Good morning. Off that, uh, not necessarily that scene play, second year Georgia, uh, but just overall, Pete, with Lewis scene and just the whole vibe. I mean, back to a year ago, first round pick. You know, we traded with a division team. They get Jamison Williams. He's a disaster. Doesn't mean he's going to be a disaster all of his career, but he's been nothing but a buzzkill. Scene breaks his leg, and and then now with Lewis. You know, with the full off season and everything, he's playing in these preseason games. So the way I put it earlier, tell me, tell me if you agree with this, and then amplify it, of course, because that's what the analyst does. Is Lewisine's going to make the team? And if Lewisine is not up, you know, if he's not quasi high end on special teams, then he's going to be inactive on on game day. And Metellus and Harrison Smith and and Cam Bynum, they'll definitely be active. Maybe Lewis. Uh, but just overall, with that and his progress or lack thereof, what do you think? Um, yeah, I think you have to use a little bit of a, a, a different stick with with Lewis seeing going into this year. Number one, it's a miracle almost that he's on the field, period. And, uh, I mean, to, to break your leg to the point where the bone is sticking through the skin and then do all the rehab and then be able to get yourself back out there and do that all again. There's, there's a, there's a bit of a residual effect to that. I mean, I know I, I mean, I had an ACL and then I played after that. And there are moments in time when you, you sit there and you go, that, that could happen again. Right. And there's, it just takes a little bit of time. And the most important part is I think he move, he's moving as well as, as he was last year. You still see the quickness. You still see the burst. Um, I think against Seattle, he had a couple of tackles where he was just way too high, right? And now fast forward a week, now he gives a shoe duster and kind of, you know, misses the running back low. So he needs, he needs some time to work those things out. And because he's a high draft pick, they are going to, they're going to give him that time. Uh, but the potential, I think, physically is still there. He just needs to hammer some of you know some of these things out. He's a perfect example of a guy who needs all these 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 preseason games. He you know he needs to get back out there and hit and tackle and play special teams. And I I, I agree with you. It's, there's some good news and bad news, Paul. I think to the safety position is that we have two rooms. I think where 
it's going to be tough to make the team. One is tight end and the other is safety. Hmm. But the good news for the safeties is we're playing a lot of – I'm seeing what we're seeing now is dime. And dime means you have one linebacker and six DBs in the game. And they're not adding another corner. They're adding another safety, which is going to be most likely Metellus. So you're going to see three safeties that are going to get a lot of playing time. Not two, but three. And then you got to have the backups, right? So we may keep an extra safety or one more safety than we normally do. We'll yeah. see, you know, when the numbers come out, we'll see. Um, so because of that, uh, you're gonna you're gonna need another guy on deck. Yeah. You know, what I mean, as far as safeties go, you can't just have three yeah. and say, "Well, we got our backup." You need four. Okay. Well, the- but Theo so. Jackson, as of now, would be that guy for me. Red shirt year for Jay Ward? Question mark. Lewisine. Is that fair? Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I would, I would agree with you on that, but then, yeah, and this is, that's, that's just how you have to look at, um, and then you have to look at the potential side of it as well. I mean, but I agree with you with, with, if you're just judging by how they're playing right now. Yeah. I would say, uh, I would agree with you on that. Now it's uh, when, when, when your head coach is into the league with Belichick. So he's raised mentally to a certain extent by Belichick. And the coach most recently with whom he worked, Sean McVay, uh, is somebody for whom Kevin has a lot of reverence. Well, the the paranoid word, I don't mean it in a bad way here, like a prisoner to paranoia, but those guys are paranoid at every single thing that takes place that somebody's going to steal something. Maybe because they've <laughs> stolen before and not been caught. <laughs> so, so with that said, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to go back and watch the Seattle game and like count these things up on our offense. But in, in the Tennessee game, Jalen Rager went in motion one time. That's the yep. only motion in the entire game. And I'm not talking about the tight ends and the stutter steps to, to make the eye offset or from the offset eye down to the tight. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about receivers in motion. And and that's just a little right. bit of a tell that we, we're, we're, we're showing a blank sheet of paper here offensively, man. I mean, it's just block, think? It's block straight ahead. <laughs> well, I understand that. But, I mean, it also led to, and I mean this with all due respect, and I shouldn't have to explain this, but there are touchy people in the world these days, is I and we love calling games. Okay, I don't care if it's boring like it was Saturday or if it's the freaking Minneapolis miracle. We are blessed to be able to do this, and we love it. But with that said, Saturday night might have been the most boring Vikings game that I and we have called in a decade and a half, and for me, just a hot tick over two decades. Yeah, it it, it felt like a game where these two teams had been together for a few days, <laughs> beat the living tar out of each other, and just wanted to you know have have a call sheet the size of a of a credit card and say we're going to run six plays on offense and two different defenses, <laughs> and then we're going to get out of here. Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, when think about it, your longest pass. This is our offense. The longest throw of the night was a 33-yard pass to Ben Sims on a on a seven route. Mm. It was a nice conversion by him to go a little bit deeper, but you know, but that's the longest pass of the night. I mean, that's not our offense. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
That's not our offense at all. So what we're seeing is, again, it's a philosophy of do you want to scheme and make us, the team, look good? They put absolutely zero, um, zero, I think, uh, uh, weight into the score and how things are going per se. They're not game planning to win the game. Right, They're, they don't need the, the team doesn't need to win some preseason games to, to garner confidence, which is where some, or you know, some coaches find themselves. They want to win a few of those preseason games. It's that that uh, that's changed, right? I think that, that and, I, and I've had to accept that because I'm old, you know, the way I played and my way I was raised and and when I coached, you wanted to have a a good feeling coming out of these preseason games, a couple of wins, but those days. I think are you know are long gone. The main goal now is to get everybody healthy and to get everybody ready. I mean, we're two thirds into this preseason and we're still a month almost away from the opener. Yeah, I mean, there's still a lot of practice and a lot of football ahead before this season starts. So the whole the whole landscape has changed, and in preseason, you know, it, it is what it is, and it's fun just to go out and watch. Uh, you know, some of these guys like Ivan Pace get yeah. an opportunity to get in there and play and, and do some different things and, and, and who could possibly step up this year because we need some people to. So um, it, it is what it is. There's not much you can do about it. Uh, Mullins, right hash, left sideline, left hash, right boundary. Nick Mullins has quite the arm, doesn't he? Yeah, I think he, you know, he, he looked better. I think in the Seattle game, he was a little late on some things. I'd like, I, I just want to, I want to see Mullen. I, when I watch Mullins play, I want to just see him open it up. But then again, he might be handcuffed by the play calls and handcuffed by the game plan because you're not really game planning, right? So, I mean, his, his, his goal, his job is to step in. Number one job of a backup quarterback is don't, don't, don't wreck it. Don't go out there and throw, you know, play two games, throw six, six interceptions and two touchdowns. That's the, the Nick, Nick Mullins won't do that. He's going to execute and there's a value to that. And you can trust him. He's been in there. He's played before. Um, so you, I have to, I constantly have to kind of remind myself, you know, yeah, he's just out there just doing what he does, executing this offense. Um, but yeah, I'd love, I'd love to see him at some point, just open it up a little bit more and throw, you know, get, get the ball down the field a little bit. Uh, Pete Bursich, analyst for the Vikings Radio Network, at Pete Bursich via Twitter or X for hardcore football takes. Yeah, I I, I spent the first part of the show trying to or, or finding some things from the preseason that will translate to the regular season, while on the other side recognizing KOC as Belichick and McVay raised. So we ain't putting anybody in motion. Uh, there will be no guards pulling. There will be no counter yeah. tray. The, the pl- Those are defensive coordinator now. Uh, what do you mean? Right. What do you mean? He's Belichick raised too. Yeah, I know, and, but but it doesn't like using three safeties and dime. That's not exotic, you know. The the a little no. stunt is not exotic. It's just no. maybe because I've seen some of these walkthroughs and stuff like that. Is there's so much more that he has up his sleeve that he just must be? I mean, he just must be bursting at the buttons, ready uh, ready to flex <laughs> all this stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, I absolutely. And, and Paul, it's it's just like I you know I tell the fans or when people ask me how things are going, I, I say the same thing. I'm like, last year we had no idea what to expect, right? This was all different. Last year we had no idea how the guys were going to look going into that first game, and they came out and had their they had their biggest victory from a point standpoint 
against the Green Bay Packers on opening day. So the proof is in that. The proof is in the pudding. The proof is in how's this team going to look on opening day. Last year, it worked beautifully. I was shocked. I was surprised at how well this this team played. So the process is there. Uh, you know, they, they did the same thing uh, out in L.A. with the Rams, and he's brought that here. And so I, I'm just going to sit back, you know, and, and wait for wait for opening day. That's that's what we have to do. I mean, yeah. what else can we do? This is this is the way it is. I'm with you, no one's going to get hurt, right? That was the big pet peeve for the last, you know, 25 years, 30 years, getting right. guys hurt before the opening day. You know, yeah. well, you know what? No one's hurt. Well, so. all, right. all right, Peter. So <laughs> yeah. if you're the BYU rookie, Jaron Hall, I mean, it's nearly impossible for him to flourish due to personnel and personnel with whom he's playing and lack of A, B, or C list plays. A, do you agree with that? And B, in game settings, then, like, how do you put something in front of him to be, all right, that's it? Well, I think uh, the one thing you can do in in the games is is, is to get him and let him operate situationally two minutes at the end of a quarter, um, you know, throw some hurry-up offense at him, throw throw a few of those things where he's – having to manage the game, get the call in, run the huddle, get to the line of scrimmage. Uh, so I think the game management side of things, you can work on them with it because there's a lot that really that really goes on there. But you're right. We're not going to see a full playbook thrown at them, right? And that's where, that's where practices are so important and these, you know, these, these, these combined practices that they're having in Tennessee and Arizona. Um, his, his job is to, is to – be a better option than Mullins. And, you know, so I don't think, I don't necessarily think the numbers and how they look during the game and what they're getting done during the game is going to be a huge part of it too. I mean, he's able to, he's athletic, right? He can get out, he can make things happen. Well, he's doing that against second and third team defensive linemen too. Don't forget that. So all that stuff has to be kind of looked at uh under under the circumstances but we're not going to get yeah right i don't think we're going to get a fair assessment of jaron hall in three preseason games just because of uh the situation that it is okay now now in closing here um i brought up something early in the show that just kind of hit me last night about these joint practices against arizona and you know it, it pride being the root of a lot of evil a in the world but but in the national football league you know cracking pride's tough man and like nick sirianni coach of the philadelphia eagles he he had a lot to do with jonathan gannon getting this head coaching job for the arizona cardinals so mm-hmm. so the the reverence jg has for sirianni is like it's like koc with sean McVay. um it's just a lot of respect now, you know better than anybody, ma'am, uh, joint practice tapes are not to be shared with anybody around the National Football League. They're very, that very, correct. They're very private. And e- even the anti-Vike, uh, Sean Payton, I mean, he couldn't care less because he's so wrapped up in himself that, that he, he, he thinks he deals with a different set of rules or guidelines. But generally <laughs> speaking, uh, share, sharing tapes, that ain't cool. So... Here's what I'm getting at, and I like Jonathan Gannon a lot, and I've known him for about eight years. Likewise for their offensive coordinator, Drew Petzing, and their outside linebackers, Coach Robert Rodriguez. Petzing and Rodriguez are two of my better friends I've had in the National Football League in 20-plus years. So I ain't putting this on them, and I'm not accusing 
or not predicting that the Cardinals would do this. But I'm also saying that when you when you hit these joint practices against Arizona, zero chance I'm showing my best blitzes. Zero chance. In fact, if anything, I'm showing my D-list stuff. Because the, the like with Vrabel, all right, KOC and Vrabel, they go back. Uh, they go back a decade and a half. And, and they yeah. both have that Belichick-type respect thing. Vrabel ain't sharing tape with anybody. Uh, Gannon... You know, maybe thinking I'm gonna do Sirianni a solid here and give them the the practice tape because that's where Flores unfurled his best stuff. I, I'm not even gonna show my best stuff just in case. You do you think that's too paranoid? No, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I I, mean, I don't think so. And and I think the other the other half of this whole um, thing, and I think this is where front offices would come in, is they the front offices don't want like let's say Arizona or Minnesota. Or Tennessee, it's the it, it's the twos and the threes and some of the other guys that that they that they in the draft picks that they don't want other teams to see how they're performing in practice because then they could get they could try to get a guy out of the practice squad and because of sharing tape or they let this tape get out uh, somebody else might like a guy and pluck him off the practice squad and activate him right so for even from a not just from an X's and O standpoint from but from a personnel standpoint Boom. as well. They don't. They don't want this film to get out because they could be. They could have a guy that they really like, but may not be able to fit on the roster. Get taken from them yep. because of it. Uh, bro, you're the best. Uh, appreciate calling these games with you in the preseason. We're having a wonderful time with Fox Nine and the, great time. and the simulcast, and we'll do it again Saturday at noon. And um, I look forward to seeing you. Okay. All right, boss. Uh, Thank you. Also part of that broadcast, Ben Lieber, sideline analyst, Vikings Radio Network. Uh, he has an exclusive interview with Minnesota Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell following every game on FM 100.3 KFAM. And um, and he had one after the Tennessee game. Uh, it's interesting. So let's all... Great way to listen to the fan. Final segment, 9 to noon, features at the conclusion of Saturday night's preseason game. Ben Lieber, you'll hear it all season as well. He always gets the exclusive post-game interview with the head coach. So here's Ben Lieber with Kevin O'Connell Saturday night. Everybody's going to look at this game right now, um, you know, with the microscope. Good stuff, bad stuff. But really, this is, you know, your third opportunity for really good reps with this team. Yeah. When you look at the totality of your those three opportunities, what do you take away from this joint practices and in, in this game with the Titans? Yeah, I thought uh, you know Wednesday and Thursday were very very physical. Uh, that was the expectation. Mike uh, Vrabes was the first uh, you know coach I thought of, team I thought of to call for these joint practices. Um, very early in the offseason last year, just because I knew well-coached team, tough physical group, uh, one of the better defensive fronts in football. I wanted to see kind of how we held up um, over those two, ga- two days. And then ultimately, kind of some of the situational work we were able to kind of organize together uh, was great, great work for our team. And uh, really felt us grow throughout that, that two-day process. And then, you know, tonight, the, the one thing is, you know, we knew kind of, uh, you know, what we were going to see, and, and they kind of knew what they would see from us. And it was more about just execution, details, and, and, and clean operation. And quite honestly, we just kind of shot ourselves in the foot one too many times offensively, didn't take advantage of the two turnovers. You're very rare, uh, you know, with our football philosophy to win the turnover battle 2 nothing um, and lose the football game. So we've got to find a way to turn those opportunities into points. Um, but we got a lot of young guys getting some really valuable experience. And quite honestly,
honestly some individual performances that are going to make it hard on us come roster cutdown time. Yeah, one of those performances that everybody's looking at is, is Jaron Hall, the quarterback, the rookie quarterback from from BYU. You know, he comes in. You know, I, I thought he had a really great throw. Um, you know, it's incomplete up yeah. against the sideline. There, good, did a good job sliding in the pocket. Incomplete, so it's not going to show up in the stat book. But uh, you know, that scoring drive where McBride kind of punched in for the touchdown. What did you see out of him? Would you like about uh, his performance on that one particular drive? Yeah, I agreed with you going back to that third down. I mean, he moved moving in the pocket to his left and then, you know, hit, hitting Thayer and giving him a chance. Unfortunately, we couldn't get that second hand on the ball. But on the scoring drive, uh, thought there was a good mixture. We got some we got some decent runs going uh, finally. Um, it seemed like, uh, you know, uh, some flashes from Dykes, who we just signed as far as downhill kind of explosiveness, fresh legs there. Um, and then uh, and then obviously Debo punching it in. But I thought there were some big plays throughout, kind of a, a tight end kind of, a, you know, block release type completion for a nice hit there. Uh, but how about Jaron getting that first down with his legs, kind of critical. You don't want to have to, you know, do we get the points? Do we not? If we don't get that, I'm probably going to go for it in that situation. And just pure athleticism. I mean, not a lot open there, not a lot for him. In fact, we had a bust on the route, so they really didn't really declare any kind of pattern to read. But what does he do? He goes and gets the first down. So I thought that was, uh, you know, some growth off of last week. There were still some other times where he maybe held it, uh, kind of, you know, sitting in there a little bit too long and not trusting his ability to get out of the pocket. Um, but glad we got that drive. Uh, Would have loved to have a few more, not settle for field goals in the red zone. Um, and we just got to be able to finish. Little details, little execution there. These guys, a lot of them just watched us have joint practice for two days. So um, they're getting back on, you know, getting back into the reps in this uh, in this opportunity but everybody's going to get an op next week uh, we'll, but it'll be very similar Arizona for two practices and then we'll be right back here at US Bank trying to get a win we want to try to win these football games and uh, while still being smart with our guys when you talk about those uh, the field goals you got it's obviously critical you know with that battery right there 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 is no preseason regular season those guys are going to be playing regardless yeah. and you guys they finish some drives for you it seems like the whole special teams unit Coverage units, all that stuff seem like they're really on point tonight. I know there's going to be some moving parts and players and stuff like that as cuts come. But as far as a unit goes, it's got to be you know very optimistic that those guys are playing fast. Yeah, I think it's a credit to Matt Daniels and, and, and DG Dalman Gibson and kind of how they've coached the group as a whole. Um, you know, guys get uh, a, a lot of coaching, they get a lot of opportunity, but ultimately um, we just saw wave after wave of guys that are also taking significant snaps on offense and defense go out there and, and execute in the kicking game in all three phases. G was great. Uh, DePaula had a tackle. Um, and then Najee getting down. Najee, all he's really done, although he, he got a little dinged up on the play, but all he's really done is flash on teams, um, really showing some high upside there. So uh, we'll take a look at the tape and make sure we grade each individual guy not only just hey who's going to make the team or not but i want these guys to feel like we are pouring into them coaching them up this is what i want to see this is how you get better uh, our coaches equip them equip them with those technique and fundamentals to do so and then give every guy on this roster a chance to either make our team or i want them to make somebody else's team i want every guy uh to show you know show themselves in a way where we've got a 80 or 90 uh, nfl football players on this roster well, would you guys close out the three days with the Titans? You guys will have, like you mentioned, the the joint practices with the Arizona Cardinals. I'm I'm assuming you you've already had the conversations with Don, Jonathan Gannon, Gann, the head coach there. 
now that you've come off a of joint practice, will everything pretty much stay status quo with how you guys run things? Will you try to change things? How are you going to approach next week with the Cardinals? Yeah, totally different. Um, kind of the way uh, Vrabes and I put together last week was um, mindful of it only being week two of, of the training camp process. A lot of the guys that got a ton of reps in those practices had not played in the preseason game week one. Um, so we were, we were cognizant of the total amount of reps. Uh, next week is going to feel like a lot of work. It's going to be warm. They're, they're talking about it being mid to high 90s. Um, and we're going to try to get drives of uh, just situational drives of first and 10 on the minus 25. And let's just, ro- let's just roll for eight to 10 plays, get a little water break, do it again and again and again uh, with the mindset of really seeing where we're at in our preparation for September 10th. And um, I think our guys got a lot out of this last week, and I think our guys will get a ton out of uh, this coming week with the Cardinals. JG and I have a great plan. Um, but like everything, you know, we, we got to go put it in motion and, and give our guys opportunities to go out and compete, and uh, we'll see where it goes. All right, thanks a lot, Coach. Uh, basically, the players have to get ready to buckle up for, uh, for a tough week. So, uh, it's going to be the real deal this week. All right, thanks, Coach. All right, guys, back, back to you. Thanks to Ben Lieber. That was with Kevin O'Connell after Saturday night's game. Thank you for listening to 9 to Noon. Lavelle, Bursich in the mix. Tons of Vikings-related content. All the texts that we didn't get to. Appreciate that. And thank you, Casey's, for bringing you the 9 to Noon show wraps. The 89-cent fountain and frozen drinks. Medium-sized, a thin-crust pizza. It's Casey's. Here for good. It's the honor of the game, just the preseason, though our faith is looking hard for a good reason. Bad taste from Saturday, it's like a dirty penny. Thanks for texting even when we don't read many. Interior O-line got everybody pissed. They're on top of the Vikings fan base's bad list. Group out of sync, several blocks are missed. It's like Jason Pierre-Paul trying to make a fist. Short-handed and the roster ain't deep. What was so during the draft is what we read. Some new faces have people raving and ranting. PA has Najee Thompson going to Canton. Now, rookie playmaking is preferred. Next up, some joint practices with the birds. We love them. It's weird. You can call us nerds. And State Fair later this week, bring us some curds. JPP. I always love that one. Podcast is back to previous show and interviews by going to the iHeartRadio app or Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.